Hi, everybody, and Straight Talk listeners. Dean Chris with you this week. Got a great lineup this week. We're going to be talking about life lessons from the classroom. We just finished the Master Presenter course in Greer, South Carolina. What a great experience. We actually heard some lessons that really inspired us this week and, and really inspired the entire classroom. And I, I just thought they were so good that I couldn't pass up the opportunity to kind of retell them a little bit and give you kind of a focus on what they talked about, what they learned and what they've learned about leadership. So I really think you're gonna enjoy this episode. It's called Life Lessons from the Classroom, the Master Presenter Course. As we always say, set back, turn up the volume, get ready to change your life. Hi, I'm Dean Chris. Welcome to Straight Talk on Leadership. This is what we'd like to say is the no BS zone where we give you leadership tips, ideas, and practical suggestions to help you become a top leadership performer. Our goal is simple, help you become the best version of yourself and reach your highest potential as a leader. So set back, turn up the volume, be ready to change your life. Glad to have you back on Straight Talk on Leadership. We appreciate you joining us for this podcast. This podcast is Life Lessons from the Classroom. Kelly had an opportunity to be with us in the classroom this week in the master presenter course. And uh, as she will, you certainly attest to the fact that they were life-changing for us. We're going to start this story is, uh, is actually a, a law enforcement professional that uh, Steve in the class who, and I really like this because he had a, he had some points here that I think there's, there's a couple of leadership points here. I think really need to be made. He talked about going into the sheriff's office where he works uh, many years ago and there were signs everywhere, like in roll call, there were signs on the door. There were signs throughout the building. that said, don't leave your integrity. You know, don't lose your integrity. Integrity, integrity is everything, you know, uh, you know, don't settle for second best, you know, just things like that. Just really good messages that, you know, we as leaders need to be saying to people every single day, but they did it in the forms of signs on the doors and signs going into the building and signs in roll call and wherever it was. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, he told the story about how, Sometimes those signs get so familiar that you forget they're there, but you yes. don't ever forget the message of what they say. And I thought, man, that's really true, you know. And if you ever see these signs all over your building, you know, as a leader, it's probably be a good idea to remind people of those in a roll call. Hey, see that sign you just walked through there, one you just saw? That means something, you know. And just because he told the story about he was involved in an incident that there were three or four deputies involved in, and he didn't have a real primary role in it. Another officer did. And as a result of it, uh, the case went a little bit, the, the incident went a little bit south and there was a good deal of scrutiny over whether an officer had assaulted uh, one of the individuals that they had actually taken into custody and he had actually witnessed it. And uh, he didn't really think, that what he had done uh, 
you know, was to the level of assault. And, and it, it wasn't that he was trying to, um, certainly not trying to hide anything or say that something wasn't being done. He just didn't think it rose to that level. And when somebody else had gotten and the suspect's uh, statements were contradictory and it was just a number of things there about what was going on. And the officer ended up being charged. And, you know, what I think was interesting about this story was that everybody went to him to say, this case gets really easy if you testify against the officer. And he said, you know, I'm not going to testify against the officer, not because I wouldn't testify against the officer, but because what I saw, I don't believe rises to that level. And I'm not going to just turn on someone because you asked me to, I'm going to maintain my integrity to do what I think is right. And the solicitor even came to him and talked about, and if you don't know who the solicitor is, that's the person that does the prosecution in this particular state. And the solicitor said that, uh, you know, he literally threatened to charge him as an accessory. And he said, well, you can charge me if you want, but I'm still not testifying with something that I do not think is appropriate. And, you know, I, I, I wonder if us out there as leaders, or I wonder if us out there as, as you know, would we have the, the courage and the integrity to, really say, you know, I understand you guys might have a problem with this, but he didn't assault the guy. He didn't, you know, he didn't do those things that he's accused of. And I'm not going to testify to make it easier on me. And I'm certainly not going to testify just because you're threatening me. And I thought that was a really strong story. And what's interesting about that is this guy, because he has stuck to his guns in terms of, you know, I don't mean that. I mean, that's just a saying. He has stuck to his beliefs that he is now one of the highest ranking individuals in the organization because, and he didn't say that was why he got promoted. But it's, it's interesting that at the end of the day, really, really staying the course on what you're doing really made a difference. And so I really appreciated that story. It, it resonated with me that, you know, time's going to be tough sometimes as a leader and you're going to have to make decisions that are hard. And will you go the easy route to save yourself or will you go the tough route, stand what you believe is right? And, and I really appreciated that story and really liked that one. And then we talk about this story of Wes and uh, Wes is the lawyer or one of the agencies around here. He's not in law enforcement in terms of service, but he does all the legal service for the agency. And I really appreciated Wes's story about, he was in finance and he had uh, decided that he was making a good living. Uh, he was getting ready, he was getting married. He was, uh, he and his wife had decided they were doing well, she was working. Uh, but there was just something inside of him that knew there was more to life. And 
he knew there was more to life and he, he decided he wanted to go to law school. Now here he was making it, was having a really good job, uh, was making more money than most people were making at his age. He was actually running, uh, was the leader in a financial management group, making business decisions, but he decided that there was more to life and he decided he wanted to go to law school. And he told the story about going to his parents and talking to them about going to law school. And they were just shocked. They were like, why do you want to go to law school when you've already got a great job and you're just married? Why would you want to do that? You know? And he said that to compound it, he found out at the same time his wife was pregnant. So they were going to have their first kid. He's going to quit his job and go to law school and follow what he wanted to do in life. And I thought, how many people would actually do that? What would we do? We'd take the safe route. You know, we'd take the safe route. And uh, so if you take the safe route, you know, you're definitely not going uh, to, to do the things that you need to do. So, uh, and then he had this long conversation about with his parents about, uh, he told this long conversation with, with his parents, how they literally had, they literally told him, you're not going to do, we don't want you to do it. We literally don't want you to, to do that. We think you should stay and do your job, continue what you're doing. And then they told him, okay, but you're on your own. Let's take a short break from the show and we'll be right back. Hey, Straight Talk listeners, this is Kelly Corvin, and I wanted to introduce you to an amazing opportunity to continue to grow your leadership. Beginning April 9th, Dean is going to offer four live virtual coaching and teaching sessions to all of you that take advantage of this great opportunity. He's calling it the business of leadership. It's centered around his new book, Essential Leadership Lessons from the Thin Blue Line. You can learn more and sign up at our website, www.lhln.org. So you're on your own. And being told that you're on your own when your wife's pregnant and you're going to go to law school and not really have any means to support yourself, I would imagine would make you second guess what you were going to do. And, and I do believe they were even living with them at the time, the parents. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was clear or not, but he did a great job painting the picture. I think all of us were like, uh Oh, this is going to be interesting. But I will say of all the stories you've told through West's um, and even the last one that I think we're going to touch on that the theme that comes through loud and clear is you have to listen to that internal voice inside of you that's telling you um, many of them attributed to their faith um, and can't, can't deny that, but there are definitely crossroads we all face where you have to really dig deep inside yourself and say, what, what's the right thing to do here? You know, what, what am I being called to do? Yeah. And that's the one thing that he said was he was at a crossroads, you know, it's like, what do you do when you go to a crossroads? And I think he even referenced that some book and, and Wes was very smart in his class and he had just a great intellect that he brought to the classroom. 
he re referenced to some book where somebody said, when you come to a crossroads, you find a stump. And, <laughs> and right. you know, that. and he said, you find a stump. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm imagining that the stump is for you to sit on and decide what road you're going to take. Yeah, which direction you're going to go. Yeah, which direction you're going to go, which I really liked. <laughs> and and he said that, you know, he, he found this stump and then he thought, you know, I, I've got my whole life in front of me. Or do I go to law school and become what I really want to become? Or do I stay in this financial business and make more money than I'm definitely probably going to make as a lawyer? But do I do the things I want to do in life? And it was real interesting. Yes. And, and I wonder how many of our people out there, you know, in, in the podcast land that are with us and listening to us uh, are at a point you're at a crossroads and you're trying to decide, you know, what do I do and where am I going to go? And I, I think his story was so strong when it comes to deciding what you want to do, listening to your inner voice and just doing it. And he went out there and he went to law school. And uh, I, and I think what was crazy was, was a federal judge clerk. Yeah. But that was, I mean, if you remember the story that was later on, cause he yeah. literally couldn't find a summer job. He couldn't find yep. an internship. He yep. struggled through, he, he was great. He was, uh, you know, at the top of his class in law school, but he just had so many struggles. Nothing came easy. You know, it was like nothing came easy in law school. And then he ends up now he's an attorney in law enforcement, loves what he's doing and just making a major impact. So I, I, I guess the, you know, it's kind of like you have to decide in life, you know, is my footprint going to be really small? Or is it going to be really big? And is my impact going to be like just for me or am I going to make an impact on other people? And what am I going to do? And some of folks out there just want to make a small impact. You know, they want to, they want to do that, which, Hey, if that's what is actually absolutely motivate you and lead you, then you know what? So be it. But I do believe that all of our callings are much bigger yes. and that we need, our footprints should be much bigger than we, than we've got them now. So I'm going to ask you this question about out there in podcast land. How big is your footprint? And, you know, let's, uh, let's work on making our footprint bigger. Let's make our footprint bigger where we can make more impact. And I think we learn a lot from uh, Wes's story. Yes. Now, I think Daniel's story is one that I, you know, I don't know that I have ever had anyone to impact me kind of like Daniel did because I wasn't sure where he was going. He was definitely a prisoner to some degree because he, and when I say prisoner, I mean that, you know, he basically was told two days before the class or three, he was coming. Voluntold. Voluntold. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, when he came, he, but he's an instructor. Yeah. So he's teaching rookie school and has been in the business, you know, 13, 14, 15 years. And he really wants to be a really great presenter. So I'm not sure what the hesitation was, but he came. And Daniel's story was as good as any of them. Not so much for what Daniel said to us, except on the last day. But watching him develop during the week was like oh, crazy. Unbelievable. He came in on Monday and literally he made a presentation and everybody in the room was like, uh-oh. <laughs> not, that, not that he was horribly, terribly bad. 
he just had zero self-confidence, you know, I felt like. He was very uncomfortable in front of the group when we started. Yeah, he lacked a lot of his own personal confidence of where he was trying to push himself to. He knew that he wanted to be good. At, I, I don't know that he knew then, but he yeah. he wanted to be good, but he just didn't know how really to get good, you know? And so I think he was a little bit, and, and I don't blame him for being lacking a little bit of self-confidence after you hear Rick and some of those speakers that were in the class this week, they were pretty good. But see, that's the that's the great thing about this class is it doesn't matter what level you are, that you really can come in here and make a major impact, you know, and, and Daniel made a major impact on me. Well, and I don't care how good you think you are when you come in this class, you will get better. You will definitely get better just by all the stories that you hear from other people, the interactions, the desire. I mean, the natural desire that we have as humans to want to help each other. Um, the connection part of this class is just phenomenal. And every time I go to mess, I'm amazed. And I think he got that, you know, it's like yes. if you if you were to, like some of you out there in podcast land, you're thinking about, well, what's that magic thing that you do that makes everybody better? Well, what I'll say about that is I'm not going to give away <laughs> the, the value of the class, but I will say just come and find out because you and it's not trying to be coy or cute. You know, it's like it's just something you have to kind of experience and understand because I can tell you all day long, but it's not going to make any difference. Just words. But what I saw with Daniel is, you know, he just walks up there. He's very, uh, you know, just not very comfortable and scared to death a little bit, if you will, and just struggling a little bit. And then I think it was about Wednesday. He, I was in a group with y'all and Daniel was in the group. And I, and in these classes, I, I really let people develop. Like we watch them and we talk about in leadership too. We watch people develop as leaders and we, and this is the one thing I want to say about the courses. It's not so much, it is a master presenter leader course, but it's equal to get both. And you saw Daniel's leadership and his presentation take a major step forward, you know, this week. Yeah, no, I think the epiphany that occurs, at least it did for me, is and has the last two times I've sat through the class. It while it, there's a heavy focus on the presentation, and like you say, all leaders are presenters, whether it be an audience of one or an audience of 1,000. I think what it does is it starts to the connection that occurs within the classroom with the um, students is something that is just hard to explain. It is um, it's a dynamic there that I think they'll take back and replicate within their agencies and their departments where they work that makes a big difference and a big impact going forward. And that's, that's what I think is so special about this class. Well, also the fact that we do uh, a 21 day challenge after our master presenters and we get Absolutely. the court, we get the folks and we get them to keep as a group for 21 days through uh, the app that we use and through connection every day of building what we've learned upon. Nobody does that. And so I would encourage all of you to take part of that. Uh, that's something you can do in, with the class. But so Daniel, when Daniel gets up, I think the epiphany moment for him comes on Wednesday when, you know, I, I was looking at him and we were doing, he was doing his presentation and, and I was, it was in a smaller group and we do smaller group interactions too. And uh, it was in a smaller group and I actually asked Daniel the question. I said, Daniel, uh, do you really want to be good at this? 
And if you do, how good do you want to be? And you almost saw him stop, you know, like, you know, how good do you want to be? And, and this is what Daniel said the first day. I didn't say this. Daniel said it. He said that he actually had presented to a, a course to a bunch of new recruits who had to take a state examination. And when he got done, everybody in the class failed his portion of the course. And I thought, wow, that's a very strong statement about, you know, yourself, you know, and he was not afraid to say that. But I'll tell you one thing right now, at the end of the week, I'd take a course from him. Absolutely. He got up yesterday and literally killed it. He owned it. He took responsibility. He stepped his game up. He was totally relatable. I mean, you wanted to hear what he was going to say and teach you. He, He did an awesome job. He really did. Tremendous growth right before our eyes. And I think his story's about Sometimes you think you want to be good, but you don't want to put in the work. Sometimes you think you want to be great, but you don't really want to put up with all the hardships. And for him, I think he learned, if I'm going to be really good at this, I got to work at it. And buddy, he did. And two and a half days later, he's knocking it out of the park. He has that change in mindset and his effort commitment goes through the roof. And he's just a totally different person. I, I mean, it's just amazing to watch. Well, and I had the chance actually to talk to his chief yesterday afternoon. And it's a testimony to, you can see what the difference a leader makes within an organization where his new chief was the one that was truly encouraging him to get better. You know, and he basically, when we called them and, and said, hey, you know, we got this class. If you're interested, take, you know, send somebody. And the chief basically said to him, if you don't take it, I will. But I think you could really benefit from it the most. And um, and so he did. He came down and took that challenge and the chief was willing to support him. And, and he'd be the first one to tell you that um, his previous chief um, wasn't like that at all. And so it set a tone within the department that was very different than the one they have now. And yeah. that's good. Well, and, and, I, and I think that, you know, it, it really, Daniel's all of us. Yes. You know, absolutely. in some sense, he, he's and all of us. And some, mm-hmm. Well, he's all of us in some area of our life. You know? Correct. He really is. So, and I think it was, it was just great for us to see. And so, well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed lessons from the classroom. I hope you've enjoyed what we learned, Kelly and I, and the rest of the classroom. I hope you get a chance to take the Master Presenter course. This podcast is always produced with one thing in mind, adding value to your life, helping you become the best leader possible, and also letting you reach the highest potential that you may have. So with that, folks, until next time, I'm Dean Chris. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk on Leadership with Dean Crisp. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can go to www.lhln.org to find upcoming classes where you can book Dean for his new class. And you can also check out his new book, Essential Leadership Lessons from the Thin Blue Line. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.